It's your boy Tommy V of Raw Sex, and I'm going to jump right into it. And this episode is going to kind of piggyback off my episode where I tell black men, stop caring what black men think about you. And um, because we were talking about this Gabby, I think her name is Sidibe, and now, you know, they're, the black girls are celebrating because she's, you know, found love or whatever like that. I'm happy for it, too. And I'm going to be very blunt. You know, this is raw sex. I'm going to be very blunt. Rich or not, women who look like her have a harder time finding love. Um, she is, she has three, um, beauty standard strikes going against her. And I, I didn't create these beauty standards. I'm not saying I agree with these things. I'm just telling we're just talking how it is. So don't, don't take it the wrong way, but she's dark skinned. She's fat and she's not the most to say prettiest girl. Um, she's beautiful to me. I mean, she's not somebody I would, you know, she's not like what I would go for if I could be honest, but she's beautiful to me. But I'm just saying, you know, how beauty standards are, you know, how, you know how the world works. It's, 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 not, it's not in anybody's favor, to be honest with you, when you really think about it, because even the pretty girl has her own struggles because people just don't even care to really get to know her. I mean, imagine being a pretty girl in the world is just like only talking about your looks and say, like, hey, I'm funny, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they have their, I mean, you can knock it all you want to, but they have their struggles, too. They get they get pushed into these boxes that they it's very hard for them to climb out of. Very hard. They're almost like. It's almost like people treat them like special ed people, essentially. Like, oh, she's pretty. Oh, my God. Hey, pretty girl. Are you okay? She's like, bitch, leave me alone. Get out my face. I want to just eat this lunch. I mean, I'm at, everywhere you go, people are just looking at you, and you just can't even have a private day. Like, you know? So they have their own struggles. But I was discussing this with one of the homies, and he was like, we we're talking about it, and, and basically, like, saying, like, well, how come, you know, the blogs would run to post that, but they don't run to post, you know, Derrick Rose and his wife or Young Jeezy and his wife or, you know, these guys who have also been into age relationships? I said, well, you got to understand, these blog pages are ran by black women. Black women are still women. At the end of the day, they're emotion and women usually are bias based. They're going to move off of things that they want to see and don't want to see. It's not about being fair. I know it's a blog page. You would think that they'd just do their job and just post everything, but they're not going to post everything. That's why, for example, they'll they'll post a Kevin Samuels clip where he's being, I guess, what you would consider rude, but they don't post a clip where he doesn't, they refuse to post it. They The Shade Room, Baller Alert, none of them. They can, they'll post real quick, Vivica A. Fox disrespecting the man, but they won't post a video where he, he literally made a dark-skinned black girl's day. They won't post all the videos where he spoke very nice to black women. I've, I used to watch the show live, so I used to watch him speak very nice to black women. I remember one time a girl, a light-skinned, red-bone-looking bitch, excuse me, woman, I'm not going to call her a bitch, my bad. I need to get away from doing that. Woman came on the show, and she had three baby daddies, three kids. She was the girl that, you know, a lot of the time he talks about, and he was very nice to her because of her energy. When she came on, she was nice. She was respectful. She had to cut the phone. Where supposed, a lot of you who are Kevin Samuels fans, you know the episode I'm talking about. And he was very, he just, he was like, girl, how you get three kids? Three, come on, just talk to me. Yeah, just tell me. And, he, and she was, it had a great conversation. He gave her great advice and sent her on her way. They won't show that. You have to understand that these pages are ran by black women. And a lot of the time they're accompanied with their gay black male friends who want to be black women um, and live their lives vicariously through black women. And they low-key, and you know, like I, I talk to you guys about this all the time. Black women and black gay men seem to have a very, very, very weird relationship. It's it's almost disturbing to watch them. I, I, I observe them a lot. Um, 
I take a lot of notes, mental notes, and I watch them. I just sit back and I just, I just observe people and they have a very disturbing relationship between each other. It's very weird. And, th- and there's no, there is no other like groups I can use to compare it to. Like they literally have a relationship that's so exclusively disturbing. Like I can't say, you know how when white men be with them, spend like, I, there's no other two groups I could put together to like show you how disturbing it is. I could make up a scenario, but I can't use anything that's actually there. I'd have to make it up. Um, and, and nothing that's there consistently. It may be happening here and there and this city somewhere with these two guys, but it's not a consistent thing. They're consistently like that. Um, you know, and and you have to ask yourself, you know, at what point do you just do what's best for you when you have a group of people who literally define love as suffering? You know, they, they literally want, they define blackness. Black people do that, you know? I mean, even beyond this relationship talk, like, you know, if you, and Boyce Watkins said this, and I know I made an episode about him, but I, mean, I also said an episode, I do still look up to him, I still listen to his stuff, I, I'm not going to unfollow him on Instagram, I still, I'm still going to support him, but I had to, I had to get some things off my chest too, you know, he, he got some things off his chest, I don't want to say something about him, and I addressed a certain situation, he may never hear it, he may have already heard it, I don't know, and I really don't give a fuck, but at the end of the day, he was talking about this, and, and I, I agree, and I've been telling people the same thing in my own words, you know, it's like if you didn't go through bullshit, you're not black. And what people fail to realize is by now, especially if you're like my age, maybe a little bit younger, a lot of black people have come out of the bullshit. Some of them have been out of the bullshit for two, three generations. You have black people who were born and raised in the suburbs. Their dads are not ex-drug dealers. Their dads and their moms went to college, got a decent job, beat the system. They were born and raised in the suburbs. Their dad and mom was born and raised in a suburb. We have black people like that now. It's no longer just this, we all got to come from the ghetto or the hood. And it's so crazy. Well, I'm going to get there in a second, what I'm about to say. But, it, you know, they, it's like you're not black if you don't, like, for example, like, when you speak proper, they'll tell you, you sound like a white boy. So, okay. So if I use the English language the right, the, just the correct way. The same way a Mexican can use it, the same way an Asian can use it, the same way a black person can use it. If I use the, the, the English language in proper form, you tell me that I'm, I'm, I sound white or I'm acting like a white boy or I'm not black, right? So what you don't even realize is this is what you basically just did. You associated education, knowledge, vocabulary, vernacular, you know, just being smart and intelligent with white and you took on the dumb shit. It's kind of, it kind of reminded me of this argument I got into with a black girl a couple years ago. She was a younger black girl too. And she was so mad at it, at Bad Baby. You know who Bad Baby is? That's that white girl that said, catch me outside, how about that? And she acts like a so-called black girl, right? And she was so mad. And I said, why are you upset that a white woman has taken all of your negative flaws, all of the stereotypes that have literally, you know, confined you and, and literally have gotten you kicked out of places before you could even make a fool out of yourself. Has black men running away from you? Has other black women running away from you? Has white people scared of you? Why would you be mad that she has taken this on? Why are you upset? Why are you so quick to want to claim the negative side of you that you also the next day don't like? I said, you know, when black girls see Danielle Bergolis, they should be jumping in joy. 
They need to, they should be encouraged. Yeah, yes, sis, twerk it up. Mm-hmm, go ahead, put that nasty looking shit on your head. Oh, keep fighting and, and swinging on people and they should like that shit. So maybe one day you could live in a world where nobody can't be like, oh, they acting like black girl. They're just saying, hey, they're acting a certain type of way. You see what I'm saying? They're acting like animals, not black girls. Like, that's what being a black girl is? So what is that? So what about the black Wonder Woman? What about the black Superwoman? What about her? That's not black enough for you? So what's acting black? What is what is being black then? Being from the ghetto? Your parents not really making much out of their life? Getting shot? Going to funerals all the time? Having t-shirts in your closet? What you, you niggas be competing. I, like I told you guys before, I seen I done seen two guys literally get into a whole pretty bad fist fight too. And the argument was over who city is worse than the other city. Well, no, nah, we got more murders than y'all. Like, who the fuck? Like, that's what being black is? And you don't see anything wrong with that? You see, you you literally are literally blood boiling upset to see a white boy with his pants below his ass talking about some, yeah, nigga, what's up? I'd love to see that shit. I'd love to see it. I'm a, I'm a rapper. If y'all ever come to my concert, you can scream nigga all you want. You have my, I don't know what the mother, I, yes. You people will say, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, yeah, you're goddamn right. Let them have that motherfucking word. It was their word anyway. It was never your word. They can have it back. They can look at a bunch of dumbass little white boys. You know, one of my favorite movie scenes, man. I ain't gonna lie. And it's funny. I like this scene and I had, I never even had seen the movie until like later on in life. Kevin Hart was in a movie. I believe it was Ride Along. I don't know why my brain always tells me it's not Ride Along when I know it's Ride Along. And he's like a security guard. Look at like at a high school or a mall. And these two white boys get into like a little fight. And he, Kevin Hart, he's like, hey, hey, stop, stop, stop. You're white. You don't fight. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, let them niggas fight. Like, like let, let the world see it's not just us. You know, why would you want that anyway? Why do you want that? So, I mean, you want to own. You don't own when you see the brother with speaking proper. You don't own when you see the sister speaking proper and she got real hair. You don't own that. But you want to own weave braids. <laughs> you want to own uh, the fox locks. You want to own a bunch of fake ass shit that still ain't yours. But you don't want to own anything else. And you don't see anything wrong with that. So it's like we built in suffrage. That's why I said we have to separate and learn how to do things on our own real quick. And maybe one day we can come back because you're built in suffrage. And that's not love. See, the problem with, 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 with what I call suffer love and, and glorifying this suffer love is, and when I say suffer love, y'all, I'm not just talking relationship love. This is just love in general. When black people claim to love each other, you know, we one of the only races that love to tell each other how much we, like, you don't see like, like, I mean, yeah, there's a group of white people who do it. Well, okay, I guess you do. Yeah, because you do have brown pride, Mexicans, yeah, okay, so I, I'll take that back before I even say it. But still, like black love or whatever like that, right, is built in suffrage. And the problem is this, you get so comfortable and so rooted in the suffrage that once you get out of it, what are you going to do? What's left? You don't even know how to be in peace. You only know how to exist within war. You know, I had a, I had a, I went through a really rough time a couple years ago. You know, I mean, we all go through them, but I went through a really rough time a couple years ago and this woman came into my life and she began to start to help me on her own accord, by the way, um, she just offered stuff and if I told her no she would just kind of just do it anyway and of course I would appreciate it but I would still be like look you know you gotta you gotta kind of get out of my way let me, let me be a man like I didn't even ask you for any of this stuff but anyways long story short even after we were done dealing with each other in a whatever you want to call it romantic way 
she still continued to try to do things for me, right? And she wanted to basically, then she started holding over my head and she started kind of basically almost like blackmailing me to a certain extent. Not really blackmailing me, but like, oh, I'm only doing this hoping that we get back together. And I'm just like, look, and I tell her all the time, like, we're not getting back together. Like, it's just not, we weren't supposed to ever be together. We only came together because I needed somewhere to stay. And you knew that. Like, we were, like, we never, like, you never even loved me. Like, it's not just about me not loving, like, you just wanted somebody to help. You're, that's what you've been doing your whole life is helping people. You don't know how to do anything else. You have took care of your mom. You took care of your cousins. You took care of all these friends. You take care of this guy and that girl. You take, that's all you know how to do. So I told her one day, I told her some real shit and she never understood it. She doesn't understand it to this day. I told her, I said, the things that you've done for me are, are appreciated, but nonetheless, they're materialistic things, AKA anybody could have done them. And had you got out my way, I was supposed to, and could have done them things for myself. So what are you going to be in my life? And I, I was trying to convince her to stop trying to help me all the time. Stop offering me stuff. As I said, you have to find another way to be a part of my life. I was trying to show her, you just need to develop a friendship with me. It can't just be this, I got you a new phone if you want it. Oh, I know you got a car, but do you want to use mine? It can't just be that. Like, because what happens when I really don't need any of those things from you, which will come and it did come. And when that day came, she didn't know how to fucking act. She really went, she went crazy. She stalked me. She harassed my, my girlfriend at the time. She was pulling up places. She was doing a lot of wild things because her brain couldn't wrap her mind around. I've been teaching you for the longest time for, for three years. I told this woman, you either need to fully leave me alone or you need to, you need to understand that there has to be more here than you just this suffering shit, because eventually I'm going to get out of this suffering stage and I won't need your phone from gift from you i won't need you to give me no money every now and then i won't need to use your car which once i got a car she was really shit out of luck once i got a spot she was shit out of luck i won't need to stay with you at that point what else is there what else is there if if you haven't developed anything else so as, as a as a people we we do this to each other where we put each other and you even hear the men say man i want me a girl who's gonna hold it down if a nigga fall off what about What's how often do you plan on fucking falling off? Like you, you more than likely if you just move through life regularly and you guys are content and stop trying to reach for the fucking stars when your arms are too short. Right. And, and start living according to your means. Bruh, you're going to fall off once every now and then. I, I even tell I've even lately been telling brothers like we got to stop with this whole pushing this protection thing, because at the end of the day, if you live a normal life. How often are you going to have to protect your wife? You have to find something else to try to come to a woman and say, well, as a man, I'm going to protect her. Protect her from what? You have people who have been married for 30, 40, 50 years. Not one time has a burglar ever tried to break in the house. Not one time has a man ever tried to rape their wife, kidnap them, or nothing. They've never had to actually, and they probably won't ever have to. If you're not with a troublesome wife, you don't live in a troublesome community, you have decent alarms on your house, you guys live a decent schedule, you don't go looking for problems, you don't have old enemies and stuff like that, she's not cheating on you to get a guy and his feelings to make him want to kill her, like, you're not cheating on her, like, bro, how often are you going to have to protect this woman? And I was telling somebody the other day, and they're like, damn, you're saying that? I'm like, yes, I'm telling you, a woman cooking and cleaning is way more important than you protecting her. That is, a, that is anecdotal, that shit is an anomaly, the odds of that even happening... 
It's just like people tell you, live your life every day because you might get hit by a bus. No, 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 I won't. I, I'm not going to get hit by a bus. I, I love I love in a movie, I think I love my wife. And Chris Rock t- says that. He's like, everybody says life is short. Be careful. Live your life to the fullest because you might get hit by a bus. No, life is long. I'm not going to get hit by a bus. When's the last time you knew? Does anybody listen to know anybody who's been hit by a bus? No, you don't. So like, you, you, you know... This, this suffrage mi- mi- mindset is exactly why you won't see, see how I brought it full circle? You won't see a, a, a blog page like The Shade Room or one of them promoting anything less than that. Now, they'll show you when you're with a black woman. You see what I'm saying? And they'll show you when you're with a non-black woman when it goes bad. But besides that, you get no love. The love is conditional because you must suffer. You either going to sit there and not have no love at all, or you're going to date a black woman and you might be miserable with that black woman, but they don't care. They'll promote a toxic black couple before they promote Derrick Rose and Elena, for example. You see what I'm saying? They won't ever post them too until they, now they break up and go through it. When play, see, when Playboy Cardi was with Iggy Azalea, they never posted them. As soon as they broke up and she had all this stuff to say, now, now they know it. Now, now they want to post it. You see, that's that biased agenda. The same reason what I said about Kevin Samuels earlier, right? That's that bias agenda. Um, they won't look, I'll put it this way. Adele, Adele was married to a white man. Her first album was based off a white man. Did you know, did y'all know that Adele is in a loving relationship with a black man right now? And I mean a black man. He's dark and he's black. He passed y'all little black blackness test. And she's madly in love with him, according to her own words. Did you even know that? I bet you didn't know that. And that's Adele. You know, she's the big homie for a lot of us, right? Black folks love Adele. Adele, Ed Sheeran, Justin Bieber, them is our niggas. Them is honorary black folks. Can we all agree? We would trade a lot of niggas for them, wouldn't we? Yeah, some of y'all probably say, yeah, we need to get rid of you. Whatever. Okay. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Shit. Leave y'all niggas behind all this struggle love. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it comes down to. You're, the love that the community has for black men specifically, whether it's other black men or mainly black women, obviously, is very odd because it's very much conditional where black women is very much so unconditional. They could be with anybody. And this is why I said in the episode, live your life loud and unapologetically because this group of people you're trying to impress and you're trying not to get made fun of and you want to be a part of their little social circle don't really truly give a fuck about you. Because if you truly love the black man, you want to see him happy, period. And if he couldn't find a black woman or if he didn't want a black woman, you know what I'm saying? You should be happy he's happy with somebody. We focus on Will and Jada. What about Carlton? Carlton's happy with his wife. I mean, I get some of y'all said, well, Carlton, the rapper, or I'm mean, not the rapper, the actor, I, I don't you know his name is like Roberio or something like that. He's, you know, he's not as famous as Will and Jada. I, I mean, I get that, but I'm just, I'm just trying to show a point here. See, you're, you're, the love is rooted in suffering because if you, and especially in today's day, let's, let's be honest, bro. Like it's not really a big pickings of just great, amazing black women out there. It's not. Especially when you're talking ones that are also attractive and we're men. We want something that we want. We want what we can get. But, you know, at the same time, we want something that we like to look at. I mean, don't you want us to be faithful? We men, it's already in us to want to go fuck on anyone, truthfully, bad or not. But I mean, the least, if she's not attractive, oh, he's probably going to do her wrong. And y'all can't handle that. And that's not just y'all as in black men. I mean, women. So don't you want him to be happy? Oh, no. He, or he just should just date the first fat black girl he see, huh? 
So it was, it was up to one of us black men to wife up Gabby. Sidibe. Huh? The girl who played Precious. It was up to it was up to one of us. You know what I'm saying? Like think think deeply about that. Because when you it's funny, you let the white man date the fat black girl, but you don't let the black man date the fat white girl. I'm just saying. And you don't see a bunch of white people in them people comments talking about them like the way y'all talk about us when we when we do it. Because they want you to suffer. Because that's what it's about. You see what I'm saying? And you can't be important. You can't be nothing to them until you're doing something with one of them. That's why I told you guys before. I said, ask a black woman, what is a real man? And she's going to name a bunch of shit that has to do with a woman. She's not going to talk about fixing a tire. She's not going to talk about eye contact. She's not going to talk about a firm handshake. She's not going to talk about being well-groomed and keeping your beard, keeping a beard and keeping it trimmed up the right way. She's not going to talk about these things. She's not going to talk about uh, every man should have a few ties. Or like Steve Harvey, um... I just listened to him the other day. I need to step my suit game up. You got to have a navy blue suit, a black suit, a tan suit. You need to have suits. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Kevin Samuels, one time talking, he said a belt. And I was like, damn, you know, I thought about that. A lot of niggas probably don't even have like a good belt. They might have a Louis belt or a MCM belt or some shit like that. But I'm talking about a good belt to wear with like some slacks. You know, and I thought about it. I was like, damn, right now in this, and when I was watching the video at the time, I was like, I don't even have a fucking belt. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, so it's just like these things, they don't talk about that. You know what I'm saying? It's just a bunch of, well, a real man look out for his wife and he protect his girl and a real man loves women and a real man take care of his kids. A bunch of shit that makes, basically make your life easier, essentially, you know, gives you what you want. So that means that basically black men, you cannot be a real man until you're with a black woman. You can't be a real man by yourself. You can't be a, you know what I'm saying? And I, I'm not saying that's just throwing through, but I'm just saying like overall, Based on what their logic, their definition, you cannot be a real man until you're with one of them. Because if you go do those things that I just named with a white woman, it, it has no stain on them. They don't even want to talk about it. You see what I'm saying? If you go do it with a Spanish woman, even the Spanish women are a part of our lineage. That's what a lot of y'all don't even know, which is dumb ass. But, you know, if you even if you go to Spanish woman, they have a problem with that, too. But why? And why should you care when they will go run off to the white man right in your face? And say, oh, this is real love. This is so beautiful. Some of those uh, black women, white women uh, pictures you be seeing, they, they get more love than the black man with the black woman. They, they Now all of a sudden, this love is beautiful. And oh my gosh, I can't wait to have this. And you know, all of that. You know what I'm saying? They go see the black girl and the black man and you see stupid comments like, she's just going to get her hair. Like, bitch, bitch, just congratulate these motherfuckers and be, be gone with it. So it's still conditional even when you're with them. What kind of them are you with? It's like, to, it's, to, it's really to the point now where if you're not with a dark skin or brown, I'm going to just say it. If you're not with a brown to dark skin black woman, you're done. The black women have gotten so bad in America with this, this and specifically what we're talking about specifically right now. It's to the point where now they shame black men who are with black women, but the black woman is a lighter woman. The lighter you go, the less love you get from your community. See, I'm going to love you. I'm going to celebrate you and your, and your happiness. And so will a lot of other black men. But majority of black women seem to even have a fuck a white girl. You don't even want to, we don't even have to talk about white girls, Spanish or Asian. We can leave them out of the conversation, honestly, and just say light-skinned girls. It's to the point where now when things go bad between a black man and a light-skinned woman, especially them light-skinned curly hair type black girls, here come... The Cynthia G type page is talking about some, well, he wanted his preference. Look what happened to him. (laughs) 
What? What? Meanwhile, all of those type of women, all they do is sit on the internet all day telling the world their preference is white men. <laughs> so you have a preference, he has his preferences too. So what? You know, and this is why I, 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 I said this is a piggyback episode off of that episode. We have, I'm, I'm begging black men at this point. And, 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 and any black women who, who feels this message is for them too. To, I mean, I don't really feel like this message is for black women because they're going to do whatever they want to do. If they want to be with a black man, they're going to be with a black man unapologetically. Ain't nobody going to stop them. If they want to wear lime green 40 inches of hair down to their ass, they're going to do it. You know what I'm saying? If they wouldn't, no matter, nobody's going to stop them at all. I just seen a video of a black woman and a kid telling her, mom, you're 40. Why don't you dress, dress your age? Cause she's dressed like a fucking hooker. She's almost, I'm going to dress whatever I want. I commented, I said, I said, it's sad when the kid is more mature than the woman. She said, I'm a grown woman, a grown woman. I do what I want to do. I said, a grown woman don't got to tell nobody she grown. She said, I just did and put a peace emoji. Like, bruh. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, the kids even are recognizing. The kids are like, what's what's going on? The, the kids, bro. Like, you got to think of it. If little kids are recognizing it. How don't you? You see how they got you messed up? They're going to they're, they're going to do them regardless. Okay? These women are going to do them regardless. But you're still scared to do you. And I ain't just talking about dating outside of your race. I'm talking about choosing your mental I'm choosing your mental health over their insecurities. I'm talking about choosing, yeah, I said it, choosing your mental health and your sanity and your happiness over trying to please a bunch of women who probably wouldn't talk to you tomorrow. This, let's just be honest. And I ain't even talking about talk to you dating-wise. I'm just talking in general. I don't know, there's this new wave of black women ignoring black men. I, not just me. I see, I see it happen to a lot of different brothers too. Like just basic conversation, basic platonic interaction business interaction even sometimes and you get ignored by these women you know what i'm saying they'll show love to the black woman they'll show love to the gay black man they'll show love to the white man the white woman but when you walk up you get the attitude you didn't do anything to this woman to deserve the attitude you know what i'm saying um uh, i remember one time i took one of my homeboys to the cnn center and we went to the chick-fil-a in there and this black girl has so much fucking attitude and he did not understand and that is because he's not from that world. He's black, but he's not from that world. He's from the suburbs. He had a white mama growing up, grew up with mostly white friends, you know, stuff like that, you know, and he doesn't know his dad. Well, he met his dad only twice in his life. His dad is black, but he not you. I had to explain to him, like, you got to understand, bro. For one, we some fly niggas. Like, and I'm just going to be honest with you. We remind some of the, those. I'm not saying this is the only reason why she probably was being that way. But you had to look at all of me and you compared to everybody else in that line. You know what I'm saying? Why she gave us the attitude for no fucking reason. We walked away. Hey, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, yeah, we want to order some. Get the, just croaking on a nigga, right? And I was like, bro, you got you to gotta keep in mind, bro. Like, and I told him, I was like, bro, you a curly hair, light skinned nigga. You know what I'm saying? I got my looks. We both dress nice. Like, but we remind this bitch of all the niggas that probably either played her or she couldn't get to get right. She might have been able to pull him, but she couldn't pull him into the direction that she wanted him to go because she, black women don't know how to do that. They don't. That's why you'll see a dog ass black man go get with a Spanish, Asian, yellow woman uh, or a Middle Eastern woman. And all of a sudden, the motherfucker know how to act because she was able to pull him in the right direction. And she's not putting up with that bullshit. He can't go over there and just be just doing dumb shit. You're going to pull them pants up above your ass. You, you, she's not going to have to tell you. 
you just know that's not that's just not the move. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just another reason why I say sometimes it's best to separate. But anyways, like the thing about it is it's rooted in suffrage. Nigga, it's either you gonna suffer with me or I'm gonna make you suffer. Like, you you know what I'm saying? Like you can't go off and be happy without me, nigga. Who the fuck you think you're my homeboy used to make this one joke? He like, y'all niggas ain't having fun? Y'all niggas in here. Oh, hold on. These niggas ain't here having fun. I know I don't hear y'all niggas in here having fun. <laughs> like, you make like a joke like that if, if, we, if we were in there laughing and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's kind of like that. Like, wait, y'all niggas. Oh, hold on. Wait, what the fuck? You got a family, nigga? Oh, what a, what a white one? Oh, hell no. Hold on. Let me get my, let me go get my weave and my, my, my ravioli. I'm about to hit this nigga in the face. I mean, I meant this. I don't know why I said ravioli, bro. I don't even know where that came from. I must be hungry. <laughs> I, I meant to say Vaseline. I don't know where ravioli, Vasa, I don't know. It don't even rhyme. Okay, no. I don't know where that came from. But yeah, maybe some ravioli too. Maybe the ravioli pony. I don't know. But what I do know is that it's just crazy to me that these women, they, they, and it's not just the women either. I, 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 I um, this episode is not just about that, but just still our people is just so built in suffering that if you can't be a part of the struggle and the suffering then fuck you. It's like, why the fuck I got to sit up here and struggle with you? We've been struggling for over 400 years. You ain't tired yet? Like, you're not tired yet, bro? With all this access to information, with all this access to money, with all this access to unity and community, nothing's changed. You're not tired yet? You got to start putting yourself first. Because I promise you, they will. That street nigga that want to make fun of you because you're from the suburbs... He don't, he's not going to stop what he's doing for you. He don't even respect you. And what's, and this is what I meant to say earlier about it. What's funny is this. They're all going to, they, based on the things that they are trying to do in life, guess where their kids are going to end up being raised? In the suburbs. All these street people, male and female, they want money, right? They want, the, all, the, all, the, all, the, all the little hood boogers want money, right? What are they going to do when they get the money? These days, it's no longer cool to be a rich nigga in the projects, pulling up to the to the jets and the bands. It's not, it's not the move no more. As you see, that's why you think Buckhead has got so bad in Atlanta, because nowadays, when as soon as a nigga get twelve hundred dollars, he's trying to move out out of the hood to show he's living like that for real. You got kids that are nineteen years old living in condos now, driving Benzes and stuff. You know what they're doing. We ain't gonna talk about it, but still, nonetheless. When I was growing up, when you made some money, you got a Chevrolet and put some 24s on that motherfucker. And you bought a a house in the hood. Now, you get some money and it's, I'm going to get me a, a, a European car and move to the suburbs and look like white folks. I'm going to dress, wear their clothes. When I was growing up, a hood nigga put on some, some Reeboks and uh, had the airbrush t-shirt. Now, uh-uh, I don't want nothing with straight designer on. So everybody's bougie now. You know, niggas want to eat vegan food. When I was growing up, you wanted to play the chicken wings and some Chinese food. Now they want the vegan plate with the falafel and, and, and a cup of coffee. Street nigga, too. Big ass tattoo on his face. Drinking Starbucks coffee with his legs twisted. Driving a Benz, living in a condo in Buckhead. Wearing a robe in the lobby. Then what's going on right now? That's what's going on. So where, So eventually, if you do make it out of this whatever lifestyle you're living and you eventually get these things, you're, you're going you're gonna to get... You're going to leave Buckhead and move to Alpharetta, Sandy Springs, Dunwoody, Tucker, maybe even Kennesaw, East Cobb, Roswell, um, Peachtree City, 
uh, Lithia Springs. Um, and, you know, if you're in a different state right now, you, 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 you I know you don't know these cities, but you can metaphorically understand where I'm going with this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you can see you, you can you can translate that to whatever cities in your city are the Kennesaws are the Roswells are the Sandy Springs where the nicer homes and the nicer houses and guess what you're going to have a black child whether you have it with a white woman Spanish woman Asian woman or or a black woman it's going to be a black child right or wrong Kim Kardashian look at her kids them kids as they get older they look more and more black don't it don't it North, I seen a picture of Northwest I said damn she look like Beyonce daughter I thought it was Beyonce no that's, that's Kanye uh, Kim daughter the older they get they look more and more black you see what I'm saying? He had kids with an Armenian slash um, and, and white woman, a white woman essentially, a, ca- a whole Caucasian who just look a little Spanish. But at the end of the day, he, he had kids with her, and them kids come out looking black as a motherfucker. Watch when Northwest about 21, 22, she's gonna look like a black girl, bro. She's gonna look just like a like a light skinned black girl with some good hair. Okay, what you have to understand is this: when your kids, they're going to be suburban kids too. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, uh, and, and here's how. Then, then we, then we have to understand this. At this point, we've literally spent the last. I'm just gonna throw out a number: sixty years building this identity of ghetto glorification. So it's the same thing as suffering. We'll just call it suffering identification. Our whole identity as black people is built in bullshit. It's built in in jail and gangs and violence and blowing money like an idiot and it's just built in dumb shit right it's built in a whole bunch of ignorant ass shit let's keep it real right all of us have fell for it including myself and some of us including myself are going to still keep going on because that's just what we know you know why because you're scared to let go of that identity so what happens is this you're we're going to come to a time where that shit's done as you can see in every city across america they're destroying the hoods now they're tired they've had their they they, the program is done. It's complete. The brainwashing is done. Now it's time for them to go ahead and knock you the fuck out. And a lot of y'all who haven't made anything out of your life, you're going to be homeless very soon. Because I don't know if you guys have noticed it, but I've been to a lot of different cities and I study a lot of different cities. And I know people in almost every major city in America. And what I've learned is that in a lot of these hoods, you see it happening in Atlanta, they are building that shit the fuck up. I think it was Jordan Downs, Jordan Downs, if I'm not mistaken, it's Jordan Downs Housing Projects in LA, which is home to the Grape Street Crips, right? Literally, there are nice ass condos across the street from it now. You see what I'm saying? You go to Brooklyn in certain neighborhoods that used to be bad. When I was in Brooklyn last last year or whatever, there's certain certain neighborhoods that used to be bad man territory. It's not bad man thing them no. You see what I'm saying? They they taken away your identity. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the rap video is going to look like 20 years from now. Cause you ain't going to be able to pull up in these trenches and they get yeah, in the hood. You ain't going to be able to do your hood where? Nigga, that looks very nice community behind you. And at that point, where's your identity going to be? You spend 20 years of your life, 30 years of your life, some of y'all 40, 50 years of your life stuck in this identity. And now it's literally either you're going to, trust me, it's going to happen one way or the other, by choice or by force. <laughs> The force can take a little bit longer. The choice can happen right now. But either way it goes, your identity is slowly but surely shrinking. This covering that you've used that's made all these guys from the hood. I just why I shot somebody. Oh, I'm from the ghetto. That's why I sold drugs. It is shrinking. I don't even listen to niggas tell me that they sell drugs because because they're from the hood no more. I don't I don't. After living in the suburbs and living in the hood, I'm telling you right now, that shit is a choice. Trust me. 
These niggas choosing to do this shit. Okay? That all that crybaby ass shit is about to be snatched from under your feet. The carpet that you've been walking on all for the last since the 50s and 60s and some sudden some would argue before that but I, I say 50s and 60s that's when the glorification of the ghetto really started was really in, in, the, in the mid 60s but really the 70s that's when the glorification of the ghetto started right and that's where you got this new identity of what black is because see before that black was powerful black was madam cj walker black can i get an amen come on somebody cash at me bro <coughs> black was malcolm x black was martin luther king black was rosa parks black was coretta scott king Black was Marcus Garvey, okay? Black was so many people. Now black, and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to name some names. These are some people I even like. Black is Jay-Z. Black is Young Thug, Free to, Free to Guys. You know what I'm saying? Black has changed. Black is Ari Fletcher. Black is Vivica A. Fox. You know, that's black now. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't, it's not productive, essentially. And someone said, well, what about Jay-Z? You said Jay-Z. Yeah, Jay-Z's a billionaire. Any of y'all niggas go to his school? Has anybody been to his hospital? Black Wall Street, y'all pulled up over there yet? I'm just saying, like, him being rich as fuck is cool. It's motivational, you know, but we're a very low people, like, and we're literally, a lot of people are about to be forced out of existence. I don't give a fuck about a billionaire who hasn't done anything yet. I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? That's great for him. He can buy whatever car. His kids are going to grow up living like kings and queens. But that doesn't do shit for me. I mean, I don't know. You tell me. Maybe he got something going on I don't know about. I'm still going to listen to his music. I still respect Jay-Z. Don't get it twisted. But I'm just keeping it one thou out. Him, Diddy, these guys, these guys have enough money to, to, to at least start something. A start a black bank. Something. And I get it. You know, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that they can't really go over these things. It's just like, this. it's the same reason why Elon Musk tweeted that, you know, if I die mysteriously, just know blah, 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 because a lot of people forget that in this world, yes, money, sometimes, it, 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 when you're thinking low, money is everything, but when you're thinking high, like building hospitals and schools, it's not just about money. So, it's like, I'm not coming at Jay-Z because I understand, it's not just like, it's, money is just going to get you into the door and to have the conversation with the people who really run shit. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I'm just tired of black people waiting for white man validation. Fuck if who runs the shit. We're going to just make some own shit. But the problem is you make your own shit and black people don't support it. So you might go build a nice apartment complex. Next thing you know, nothing but white folks living in there. Because black folks, I don't, I don't live in a JV shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, I mean, we couldn't even get clothing lines off. So, you know, <laughs> what makes you think we finna get an apartment complex off? I, I don't know. But at the end of the day... At the end of the day, what I'm, and then they'll destroy the apartment complex. So it won't even matter. They'll shoot it up. I wouldn't want to risk it with them either. You know what I'm saying? And if I am, I'm going to pick and choose who get to move in that motherfucker. I'm not just first come. No, hell no. First come, first serve. Next thing you know, motherfucker getting served warrants and all kind of shit to raid the apartment complex because these niggas got dope going on and then they done took over the neighborhood and they done basically said, fuck me and my black excellence. Everybody don't care about black excellence. That's why I say we have to separate. All right, so what you have to, and I come from a background of black excellence. Um, the thing about it is, as as a people, this is what I'm talking about. The suffrage is is terrible. You know, you have to suffer with me. You gonna you gonna be with me, or you a bed wench. You gonna be with me, or you're a coon. You gonna you gonna hang out with us in the hood, or you you a fuck nigga. You a you a white boy. You ain't black. You ain't. You know what I'm saying? And either way it goes, the identity is about to be struck from you anyway. So what's, what you going to do then? Who are you going to be when you no longer 
are going to be able to live your life talking like a goddamn idiot, shucking and jiving all the time, twerking everywhere, fighting everywhere, shooting everywhere, telling everybody your little sad hood story. You know, who are you going to be then? What are you going to have when you literally can't even do it? And it ain't going to be about if you want, you can't. Nobody's going to, you, you, you'll be too embarrassed. See, a lot of you are too comfortable right now because all you hang around is people just like that. When you get out of that circle one day, if you ever do, and I hope you do, and you go hang around other people, whether they're black or not, you're going to realize how embarrassing your existence is. And I'm telling you this, brother and sister, from an experience. Okay, I'm not telling you this from the outside looking in. I was that guy who went into a full 360 mode and had to realize, "Mm mm-mm. And when you go sit with them different folks and you cannot have conversation, you're going, it's going to hit you, bro, that your whole life is pathetic and it's only dope to other pathetic people. When you go sit in those rooms and you don't know what the fuck these people are talking about and all you can add to the conversation is this one time you went to jail or this or, 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 or how you fucked on your homeboy's uh, girlfriend or you cheated on your man or you know how to twerk and you know how to do bullshit and you realize how low your skill level is in life and you don't even know how to really do anything that's essential and everything you know how to do is just entertaining and you realize that you you spend hours sitting on the porch joking and smoking Newports and hanging out with a bunch of people that's not going anywhere once you realize that you're going to feel crazy but I'm about to tell you is this though what I'm explaining to you is we're coming to a time where you won't you won't have no choice but to meet those circles. See, right now you can avoid those circles. All you gotta do is stay where you at. You're no, there's not gonna be a where you at anymore. Is what I'm trying to explain to you. They're getting. Let me tell you. I'm telling you a little secret, and it's not a secret. It's right in your face. They are getting rid of where you at, and I mean that mentally, your physical location, all of it. They are getting rid of where you're at. You will have no choice but to be in those circles, and if you're not prepared, you will fail. You're failing right now. It just It's okay to fail when everybody else is failing. Uh, one thing I learned was even in, why, do, why, why did every kid in the suburb go to college versus the hood? I'll tell you why. Because every kid in the suburb goes to fucking college. You don't want to be that one nigga that's just everybody else and ran off and you just there. Because you'll be hanging out with 16 year olds at that point. I've seen it happen. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's how it goes. In the hood, it's like, well, yeah, Jimmy and Billy and Bobby and them, they going to school, but Devontae, Trayvon, and Ariana, da 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 they not. So I go, oh, I'll go get a job with them boys at Walmart and figure shit out. You see what I'm saying? You can't do that out there. You feel me? Like, you going to feel real crazy. You know, you they say you are... Like basically who you hang around, right? Like you see what I'm saying? So you gon' you gon' you you gon' you gon' at least I'm not saying you're gonna settle, but you're gonna at least be a little bit okay with letting certain things happen once you've allowed certain things to happen because everybody else around you doing it. White girls, for example, in the suburbs, they fuck just as much as black girls do. They fuck do why do you rarely see the white girl 16 and pregnant? That's why they had to do that show that way on MTV. Because if they had to do it the, the other way, it would have been a racist-ass show to most people. They had to go scourge through America and find the few white girls who were pregnant. The white, trust me, I went to school with white girls and black girls. All of them was fucking. Only the black girls were 16 and pregnant. Why? How did that happen? 
I mean, seriously, how does that happen? Who's wearing condoms? Who's not? Who's telling they nut at me? Come on, daddy. Yes, busting me. The black girl. White girl. Oh my God, did you just come at me? She ain't playing that shit. And she's going to go tell all her friends and you ain't getting no more pussy. You've officially been blackballed, nigga. Straight up. You did, yeah, she just got you out the game. Ain't none of them going to fuck you now. You Are you nothing them bitches? Are you tripping? You tripping. You tripping. You know what I'm saying? And then she's done. The white girl is done after that. She get pregnant, she's done. Black girl get pregnant, two years later she's pregnant again by another nigga. By the time she's 21 years old, she has two baby daddies. Two. One of my homegirls growing up, one of my best friends, bro. She got pregnant when she was 14 by a nigga that went to Howard University. I'm like, how the fuck? You know a nigga in D.C. Then we see the nigga, right? He disappeared for a while. We see the, I'm like, what the fuck he doing one with a, you know, whatever. It ain't my business. You see what I'm saying? Where is she at now? She could have been a superstar. I ain't gonna lie how fine she was, how popular she was. She could have been a superstar. I, I don't know where she's at. Maybe one day she will pop up, but get what? I ain't seen her. Guess who I have seen, though? Yeah, I went to school with people who are now famous. You know the real Tarzan? I went to school with him. You know what I'm saying? You see, he's doing pretty good. I can name some other names. I'm not just for specific reasons. But there's people, and, and then I'm, I'm about to blow. You feel me? And I got three other friends that when we all, we all used to live in the same neighborhood, we're all about to blow. Like, they all doing their own thing. Like, literally, one day I have, I, I, never mind, I'm not going to say that. I'm, I'm going to let that do its manifestation type shit, whatever, right? Anyways, I've already said too much of my opinion. As black people, the suffering is crazy. Let's talk about the real Tarzan really quickly because me and him didn't really even get along growing up, right? The real Tarzan is a black guy that plays with animals all day. When he was, when I knew him, Mike Holston is his name. When I knew Mike, he was claiming to be a GD and trying to rap. Why? He was not a rapper and he was not a gangster. I'm not going to sit up here and tell y'all stories because that's just not what I'm going to do. I'm just telling you he was not a rapper and he was not no gangster. Now, he probably, hopefully, developed some lyrical skills by now. But at the time, not so much. He was in a rap group called Dem Kroger Boys. You know what I'm saying? Mike Holston motivates me because he... The type of person that he was at one point trying to be to impress everybody, to sit in suffrage with the rest of the 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 the, the porch monkey jigaboos, right? The type of shit, shit he had to get away. He said, I don't care what y'all think about me. I'm going to go play with cheetahs and lions. And look what it's done for him. It's given him millions of followers on Instagram. He's followed by celebrities. He's famous as shit. Everybody knows him. Even if you don't care about him, he's still, oh, that's that guy that's on Instagram playing with the animals. And you never know what can come from that. You know what I'm saying? You never know what can come from that, bro. Like, that nigga could be... He's famous now. He has his foot in the door. He could be anything. He might be a rapper. You know? He, you know, he could go play in movies. He can do whatever. I might make it and go do something big with him. You know what I'm saying? Or somebody else from the neighborhood might make it. Or have, other people who have made it or are about to make it, they can go do something. You know, Claire, the Claremont Twins. They, they grew up down the street from us. The Claremont Twins. 
<laughs> you know, you see, you see what I'm saying? Like, I just, like if I forgot, y'all know who the Claremont twins are, the two, they call themselves bimbos or black girls. Yeah, they grew up down the street from us. Like, this is what I'm trying to explain to you. Like, they had to, these are people who had to break the mold. He broke the mold. You wouldn't expect for no black boy who want to be a GD and a rapper to grow up to be playing with. I just saw him yesterday. He had a big ass um, lobster. He's like, oh my God, look at this lobster. You see what I'm saying? He had to break that mold though. He had to say, I don't give a fuck what none of you niggas think about me. This is what I want to do. This is what he, you know, you know what's crazy, bro? And I remember I talked to my other homeboy about him. I was like, how long do you think Mike had fascination with animals? I mean, that never was something that came up growing up. You know what I'm saying? How long, how long do you think he had such a fascination with animals? I was like, you know, I don't know, man. He just out of nowhere started playing with animals and shit. Next thing you know, he blew up playing with animals. Now he's fucking world famous. Like, the thing about it is, it's not a typical thing. But who cares? See how it works for him? So you have to do his best for you. Because in the long run, I promise you, bro, once you get out of giving a fuck, what, black people who want you to sit up there and suffer with them and struggle with them and fight the good fight with them, think, and you go date that white girl, that's who you like. I'm not telling you go date white girl. I'm just saying, if that's who you like. Or you go, hey, if you want to be gay, you go be gay. You want to go play with animals, you go play with animals. You want to go join a rock band, you go join a rock band. Like, what, you want to be a video game designer, be a video game designer. You want to start a Grand Theft Auto YouTube channel, start a Grand Theft Auto YouTube That's what I want to do. I ain't gonna lie. I really want to start a career. Not as a main job, of course, but I just, I don't know. I've always wanted to do it, man. I've been scared to do it for years, and I'm just like, you know what I mean? Just do that shit. I did, you know what I was scared of? People saying, damn, he sits around playing video games all day. So, if I start getting paid off it, then what you gonna say? You see what I'm saying? Some of them niggas making good money doing that shit. That's a good little side hustle. And guess what you get to do doing it? Play, play your favorite video game. So what? You know? And I watch a lot of the Grand Theft Auto YouTube channels. And I just feel like I can bring something different. They all just kind of play the game like a boring way. Like, you know, I, I, I feel like I can really make that shit interesting. You know, and have the have people laughing, you know what I'm saying, like, like, yo, this nigga's crazy, like, man, he really make this shit like a story, you know what I'm saying, because when I was a kid, it was Grand Theft Auto, not just Grand Theft Auto, but it was, that was one of the main things that really sparked my creative brain, because, you know, when you play GTA, there's only so much you can do, I mean, they give you a, a whole world, right, and there's the same three, four characters walking out the street, you know how it is, the same, you see this nigga right here, you go around the corner, it's like, that's a nigga again, I just shot him, <laughs> so you, you know, as a kid, I would make up little, like, stuff in my head, like, I would, like, literally, like, if you were to walk in the room and watch me play Grand Theft Auto when I was a child, you'd be like, what are you doing, because you might see me drive, you might see me get, walk up to a car, get into it, drive to a random building, get out, go stand around, for like literally like three, three actual minutes, walk up to the trunk of the car, start shooting randomly. But what you don't realize is, is that in my brain, nigga, this was a big drug deal that just <laughs> a big drug deal just happened, and I just murdered the ops. All right, and I have to hurry to get this package back to the house, you know, before they find me. Like it was a, I had to you know create so I, I, I created stories, and that's why I've always been a good writer. And I've wrote stories. I need to get them published. I've wrote books, damn near. I guess you, I guess you can say they're books, essentially. Like, I mean, you know, I've even thought about writing children's books because they're not really because I want to write children's books, but honestly, because they're the easiest fucking thing to write. Like, if you read a children's book, bro, when you read a children's book, right? It's like when you read it, it's like ten pages, bro. And like every page is like literally one sentence. And sometimes it's not even. It might be like, um, page one, meet Mr. Fox. Page two. Mr. Fox lives on a farm. 
page three. Mr. Fox owns a dog. You see what I'm saying? I'm like, bruh, this is like literally three sentences. I can write three sentences and I'm and I know how to draw. Nigga, I make the best children books, bruh. And get rich in this bitch. You hear me? And eventually somebody gonna come along and wanna make a movie out of it, like Shrek or something. Like, you know, did y'all know Shrek used to be a book? I didn't even know that. I always thought Shrek was the most original one, but no, Shrek is comes from a book. Like, you know, and they're gonna wanna make a movie out of Mr. Fox and it becomes a TV show, and then I get licensing and I get all these contracts, and boom, next thing you know, I'm selling pajamas and bed sheets and posters and video games, and nigga, I'm fucking rich, nigga, selling children's books. Who would have ever thought? You see what I'm saying? You have to break the mold. You can't care because they want you to be a fucking struggle bear. You know what I'm saying? They want you to sit right there and you don't you dare get up. You know what I'm saying? You can't compete where you don't compare. And at the end of the day, we don't compare to all these motherfuckers because they want to sit up there and struggle bus all goddamn day. They want to sit up there and cry and whine and complain all the time. They want to sit up there and give you all this unconditional, I mean, excuse me, conditional love. And, you know, we'll, we're going to fuck with a black man and we're going to love the black man if he, he's with a black woman. LeBron James, known, known to be the Michael Jordan of this era. He's a basketball player. And he's had millions of speeches that were great and motivational. And the most furthest they went was to ESPN. But as soon as he says about a black woman, his wife, I wouldn't be who I am without my wife. All of a sudden, this nigga's on every fucking page. So you don't, you can't even, like, they don't want to celebrate you in your greatness. In your greatness. Until you're with them. Until you hanging out with them. If you're not doing it with them, it's never good enough. So fuck them, truthfully. Because if that's what I have to do for you to appreciate what I've done, is you, you're not looking at what I've done. You're looking at everything around it. And that's what determines if you're going to celebrate my success or not. And fuck you, truthfully, honestly. If, if I can go out there and feed the homeless and you're not even focused on if I fed the homeless, all you're focused on is well, you fed white homeless people. So? You know what I'm saying? So? That's who was there today. Like, what do you mean? Like, so? Or if I went and did it with white people, oh, why you ain't bringing niggas? So? Maybe this is who wanted to come with me. So what? You don't even know, and half the time, y'all don't even know the backstory. You don't even know the backstory. Because see, you don't care about the backstory when it's a black woman. You don't. You don't, you don't give a fuck how she met that white man that she's so in love with that she's about to marry. You don't care. All you see is a happy black woman. That's all that matters. And that's all that should matter. That's all that should matter. But when it's one of us, it's a problem. So how happy could you possibly be as a black man, especially when you're a black man that has other sides to you? You're not. See, some black men, they don't understand this conversation because they just niggas. They're going to be niggas forever. They don't, everything about them is nigga. It's, and I don't mean to say that like in a rude way. I'm just keeping it real. It's just nigga shit. So to them, they always will be good, you know, once again, until what's coming pretty soon when that, that that identification is literally stripped from them. And you've spent 30 years talking a certain way, using a certain dialect, using certain lingo. And it's just corny now. It's just lame as fuck, even to other black people. And nobody wants to be around you. Then you you all have no choice but to change. But how are you going to change? You'll be left in the dust. It's going to be literally like uh, Sway Lee said in that song, Sunflower, Post Malone. And you'll be left in the dust unless I stuck by ya. Cause you're a sunflower. I think you're loving me too much. You'll be left in the dust unless I stuck by ya. 
But ain't nobody gonna stand by you niggas, cause you niggas was destructive. When we try to stand with you niggas. I had this little kind of like vision the other day of like breaking a lot of niggas out of jail. And I started thinking, like, you break them out of jail, and next thing you know, they're holding you hostage. Like, you, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, you can't really win with the motherfucker because you do one thing and it, and it just leads to another for more bullshit. You see what I'm saying? So, what's gonna happen? What's, what's the catch? What's going on? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? And mind you, you're doing all of this for a group of people who are going to be them. They're going to go to jail. They're going to put tattoos on their face. They're going to shoot the neighborhood up. They're going to do it regardless. They're going to they're going to they're going to they're going to date white men. They're going to wear the weave and the, and, the, and the fake eyelashes. They're going to talk shit about you. They're going to generalize you. They'll love to generalize you to generalize you every day. But you scared to open your mouth about them every now and then when 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 you see so fit. You scared to live your life. You scared to go out there and and be who you are. Dress how you want to dress. Date who you want to date. Live where you want to live. Talk how you want to talk. Eat whatever foods you want to eat. Watch what TV shows you want to watch. You scared. You terrified. What's crazy is it gets to the point where, and a lot of people are going to agree with me on this, but even though they won't admit it out loud, you scared even when you by yourself. That's that's how bad they have you. They got you so fucked up that you literally be at home by yourself, scared to watch a certain TV show. I know because I've been there and I've talked to people who've admitted to me the same thing. What? That's crazy. I mean, it's one thing to be some way in front of people. It's a whole other way to be in front of, to be, to, to be like by yourself. Like you can't even be yourself when you're by yourself. Then that's a very miserable existence, don't you think? You know? And what you have to realize is that these systems have been put in place to get us to this point where majority of us will be walking around with these arrogant, Attitudes, these entitled attitudes and trying to put pressure on everybody to be suffering. So that way you stay suffering because that's the only identity that you have. Don't let that go over your head. Don't let that go over your head. I know you've been looking for me to take away some accountability from you, so I just did. This is, comes from a system that has been set for you to be this way. If we would have took any other race of people and did the same thing that we've been through, that's what I said. Remember I said earlier, they're going to knock down the projects because the program is over. The, the projects, the project is complete. The experiment is done. It's done. It's over with. They're gonna take that. They're gonna take you out of that. They're gonna take you out of that. Trust me, it's coming. And when it comes, just remember, I'm one of the people that told you, if not the only person that told you, it's gonna come a time where you won't be able to get into that anymore. They're going to take your identity away from you. You will not have that identity. You will not have that to lean on anymore. I, like I said before, I wonder what stories we're going to hear from these so-called trap rappers when that day comes. Won't even be trap rap anymore. Because one thing about people is people do get tired of bullshit. And eventually, reality has to sink in. And so does the truth. And so does accountability. And so does a solution. That's just how life works. You can go on for 100 years. You can go on for 50 million years. But at some point, it comes a breaking point or a bust point. Breaking point is when you say, you know what? I don't want to drink anymore. I'm going to fucking Alcohol Anonymous. Bus point is when you die in a direct, uh, what do you call it? DUI, drunk driving. Or you kill somebody drunk driving. You go to vehicle or homicide jail. Okay? You want a breaking point or a bus point? Goes back to what I said earlier. You're either going to be a voice or a choice. So, you know... I've used my voice today in a productive way. What about you? It's your boy Tommy V of Raw Sex and I'm out.